Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism. I'm your host, my name is Kirk Smith, my co-host and buddy. Graham K is here. Hey everybody, uh, thanks for coming back for another week of Autastic. We appreciate you guys and um, yeah, Kirk has an autistic son, I have an autistic bro. We're two comics. Kirk is back um, on the road, but it's the sea, so the sea road, and I'm uh, I'm here in sort of rainy, snowy Brooklyn, New York. Um, there is a weather phenomenon that I coined when I was a boy called snain that's happening. Ooh. Half snow, half rain. Never heard of that. And it is the saddest of <laughs> the saddest of weathers, snain. Um. But that's what's happening over here, folks. Uh, Kirk, h- how is your son? How's he doing? You just He's got so on good. the phone with JJ. <coughs> Excuse me, I've got I'm suffering through a cough, cold, and uh, and um, I apologize. I'm gonna try to mute it every time I cough in, in Graham's ear. I'm gonna try, but um, mm-hmm. he is good. We've got uh, you know about five episodes ago we talked about the changing over of um, caregivers. You know that's a thing where the the people change over. And um, it's always hard, you know. Consistency is important. Consistency is important for uh, very important for, uh, for 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 you know their care. And um, mm-hmm. his new one of his new caregivers. They're kind of rotating through. He's been there. He's coming up on four years now, right? Four is that right? Four years. I'm getting mixed up on time. I have a hard time with time. I think about four years. And um, who's been there four years? JJ in this one facility. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so the, the caregivers change over the years. You know, people actually, people kind of come and people go. Um, the, the lady who we thought was going to transition out, she is uh, not as, um, there's, a, there, there's a union over there. It's a little more complicated than that. So it looks like now she might stay some of the time. And so she's excited about that. And so um, I don't want to get Is this the one that was gone and then missed him and then came back because she missed him? She no, was, this is. She this was like first left because he was too big and then came back because she missed him. No, that was that happened too though. That was a little more petite woman who who was. Uh, and really she's gone ins- again. No, no, no. This was like three weeks ago. We talked about maybe two months ago. We talked about a lady who had an issue with you know because they work for an employment company that works for the government, <clears throat> and there was an internal issue. And it meant that, uh, and it kind of affected JJ. And I was vague about it. I don't want to get into it on the podcast. It's kind of private, and so I don't want to get into it. But it meant she was going to move facilities. It was no longer working there, and she was very sad about it. I sent a letter to her boss to just, uh, you know, express my feelings. And anyway, long story short, she's not quite gone, gone. She's still around. So she's excited about that. And she's working with them less, but still working with them from time to time when other people are sick. And, and uh, so she's excited about that. But there's another new um, worker, and Sweden's a funny place in that, I don't know if you've seen the show Vikings, where a lot of the men are covered in tattoos, a lot of them very yeah. blonde, shaved heads, covered in tattoos, but one of his workers looks like an extra from the show Viking. He's got the, the, a lot of tattoos down his uh, hands and arms, and uh, talks very Swedish, looks very Swedish, and J.J., um, excuse me, has, a sh- has shaved his head again. You know, it's a, it's it's spring's coming up, so the head's getting shaved shaven again, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so he it's it's a it's a funny call, 
Well, I'll get a you know call from two men who look like they're part of the uh, Aryan Nation. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> we should cut that part. Two men that look like they're part of a very specific gang. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's funny. It's pretty funny. Hey, and then I'm, you know, yet yesterday I was at, uh, we were at, um, where were we? Grand Turk. And, you know, it's a beautiful beach, and we have a call every day, too. And so, and I get a call, and, and I, I pick it up, and, you know, it's a naked, hairy man. So, it's my son, being and who's often shirtless, and full mat of hair in the front and the back, and kind of dancing around. It's almost time for him to take a shower, so he's, uh, he's getting worked up. And uh, it's just funny. Life is just the funniest. I don't know. You know, it looks like a, it looks like me, a parole officer, talking to two convicts. It's pretty funny. It's a pretty funny phone call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you the do definitely look like a parole officer. I'm like the nerdiest yeah. of the three for sure. And the other guy's like mm -hmm. covered in tattoos. And the other guy's like this Turkish-looking hairy guy with a shaved head. And I look like I'm, you know, selling door-to-door -door vacuum cleaners or something. So, um, <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty funny phone call. If people could overhear best. that phone call, and then I'm, you know, and then the parole officer's like, "I love you, I'll talk to you soon." So, and then you know that thick Swedish accent. He had good day, you know. He today car ride, and he, you know, he didn't want to get out, but I knew I didn't want to push him, so it's pretty funny. It's a cute call, cute call. <laughs> Where'd they go? Store and uh, the car. For those of you, I had an inquiry. <coughs> Excuse me, I had an inquiry about the car from somebody who read the newest book. You know, the newest book, I talk about the car a little bit. Car's still going good. Car's now almost a year and a half. Unbelievable how time goes, right? Because we got that last October, I believe. And we're in March. Unbelievable. So the car's now a year and a half old. It's working good. Um, yeah, we bought it right before the, uh, the uh, I feel like, well, no, I guess it was during the COVID craze. Yeah, the cars were up a little bit. Yeah, I didn't get the the best deal ever, but uh, it was a good deal. I mean, that, considering it's still working, we got a great deal. So, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think we paid three, three four grand maybe, and uh, yeah, paid four, and still running, still going good, still. He he loves that car. You know, they get to he gets he gets him out of the house. Makes you know we we're hoping for him to get a job. Job hasn't still materialized. We're still in COVID times, but um, I think the end's in sight, and so we're hoping that's the next step. If the U.S. lifts the embargoes, not the embargoes, the travel restrictions where it's complicated, then I will um, travel over there end of April. That's my plan to go over there for, for uh, just to see him for a little bit and hopefully, you know, have a nice little time. Hopefully the testing's not crazy. And uh, yeah, nothing too wild. Just want to see my sweet boy, my sweet little little gang member son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he yeah, also you must has, miss him. It's been a while. He also has eyebrows that look like he's like kind of always like a little bit menacing. You know, like my eyebrows are like very straight. Yeah. He's got like little angular eyebrows. Like he looks like he's they're penciled mm -hmm. on by an angry Mexican lady. But um, yeah, so mm -hmm. he's uh, he looks like he could be in a gang. But uh, he's doing good. He's doing good. He's a sweet, sweet guy. Still makes me happy to see him wear stuff that I bought him. You know, he'll have a Puma shirt on or something. And I remember that shirt. So yeah, that part's nice. Good. Any, any news with Pete? Pete's doing okay. No news Still is no good job. news. Uh, yeah, I mean my parents are gone down south for the winter, and so he's alone more. And he had a um, his group live work play had a a dinner event like they used to do it once a week every Friday. 
and they everyone would meet for dinner and at a you know location and that obviously stopped during covid and it happened again i guess they're doing it like twice a month now and peter didn't go he just was turning into a hermit well that's uh, not great you know it's 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 not great so i was kind of disappointed i was definitely disappointed and a little angry at him and i tried not to be angry and i tried not to show it and i tried to just explain why and he got upset and he just is staying in his apartment and not leaving and not inviting people to stuff and not not you know it's tough because no one wants to hang out with him no no one from his group wants to hang out with him because he's very annoying so it's easy if you do not have a developmental disability because then you can say well this is i'm volunteering my time and i'm doing a good deed so i will i I will will put up with and also if you're not hanging out with him every day you're not used to the same 12 stories so it's okay right but his group members have known him for his almost his whole life and they're 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 over all the stories and they're they're over someone not asking any questions about them and just talking like they're on cocaine <laughs> and so he, you know he, he oh but boy. he's you know so i'm 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 extra trying to work on him asking questions and he he and then we had a, a call the next day and he asked me a question i really appreciated that i made him write down questions on a piece of paper that are appropriate to ask because he had um an issue when he was a child where he asked people questions that were inappropriate like he would ask my grandmother who's gone now um do you miss your husband you know uh, and stuff like that and my dad yelled at him and was like you can't talk like that you can't ask questions like that and then another time he um asked uh, a relative about a fight with their husband you know and which was very awkward and my parents yelled at him and that made him gun shy to ask any questions i also think that he it's him not asking questions is mostly a function of him having autism and not knowing that he should ask questions and just wanting to repeat himself but he uses that as an excuse anyway on why he doesn't ask questions he goes because it's in a i don't want to say the wrong thing i'm like you gotta ask questions like i don't want to say the wrong thing and get and make people feel uncomfortable and he'll cite those two examples and i'm like well here are some questions that are safe have you seen a good movie lately uh, how was your day yesterday? Have you uh, uh, seen any good TV shows? What video games are you playing? Um, have you done anything fun lately? Uh, well, have you had any good f- food lately? Like simple things like that that you can ask that just small talk. Yeah. Just get the small talk going. And the other day he asked unprompted how my girlfriend was how julia was and it was very nice and i appreciated that so baby steps with him as per usual but in terms of his happiness i would say it is average it's pretty good right now 
He seems in good spirits when he calls. Um, yeah, I, 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 his job is not back. I told him to go by his work take and see if they're open because they're not calling him. And um, I don't know if he's done that. I don't think he did. But we'll check back in tomorrow. But everything else is okay. I, you know, it's just... I, I, I wrote down in my calendar when his next live or play dinner thing is. And I said, I'm going to, I'm on the phone. I was like, I'm writing this in my calendar. Make sure Peter goes to, to dinner west is yeah. what it's called. And he goes, you don't need to do that. I already said I would do it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Okay. So, but it's still in my calendar. We'll find out. <laughs> I'm going to mention it the day after. <laughs> If he doesn't go, he's going to get a real talking to. Actually, you know what? I'm going to mention it the day of because he's got to go to that. But my my mom's cousin uh, had him over for dinner on, like on Sunday, and that was nice. Nice. So, you know. <coughs> when do your parents get back? His volunteer came the other day, and they went grocery shopping. And he has his little errands. Like he has this one store that he loves in a mall. It's like this little tiny store that sells like T-shirts and DVDs. I have no idea how they're staying in business. It's a hot sure topic. My brother. And uh, you know, Peter talked to that guy and found out when the new Spider-Man DVD is coming and blah blah blah. I'm trying to get him to play the the Nintendo Switch we bought him, and you know, he's he's like, I'm like, I'm like. Okay, for the rest of the afternoon, what are you going to do? He's like, well, I'm, I'm going to check for mail. That's like a big deal for him. Oh, I'm going to check for mail. I'm like, okay, well, that's not enough for the rest of the entire day. How about you do your push-ups? And he's like, okay, good. And how about you um, play the Nintendo Switch we bought you? And he goes, okay, or the Genesis. I'm like, no more Genesis. Really I spent Genesis, so yeah. much money on that thing. Genesis is from 30 years ago. I want you we spent so much he goes how much money did you spend I said like 500 bucks man on the games and the, the system and he's like whoa I could never afford that and I was <laughs> like I know that's why we bought it so he's like okay okay so who knows if he's gonna play it but but that's what Pete, Pete's at well baby steps you know Baby Steps, that's the name of the game. Hey, we have an In the News. Should we do that? Let's do the In the News. This is an interesting one. Graham found this one today, and as longtime listeners know, uh, we're two sides of the of the spectrum on this as far as our loved ones with autism, but also probably uh, politically. And so it's uh, I'm probably more on the conservative side, and my Canadian friend is a little more on the liberal side. But I, I'm always interested in this because certain drugs have really strong labels and reputations versus like if you use the word opioids everybody's on board if you say the word heroin everybody gets upset which is but it's basically scientifically very very close so it's the um, same they're both from the poppy seed they're both heroin so so if you're if you're like me and you're a little bit of a afraid of the of the the reefer don't tune out yet listen to the article and then uh, let's discuss take it away Graham. This is from CBS News, and the writer is Lisa Hughes. It's Marlboro boy with severe autism sees life-changing improvements with cannabis treatment. Um, for families of severely autistic 
children, finding treatment, uh, finding a treatment plan can be daunting and often delicate process. But now some are turning to a controversial alternative cannabis. Elizabeth Lane Morse of Marlboro, which is in Massachusetts, says cannabis treatment for her autistic son, Mark, has been life-changing. Three years ago, Mark's behaviors were taking over his life, said Elizabeth. He broke a window, she explained. He was breaking TVs left and right, putting his head through iPads. Sounds and vaguely familiar. The break, the yeah, well, and then came the breaking point. I don't know if that was the right choice of words, but um, <laughs> Mark put his head through a fish tank. I'm talking half inch thick, half inch thick tempered glass, Lisbeth said, recalling the terrifying incident. There was just water pouring out and there was fish just floundering and flopping all over the ground. It was a horrifying scene. Therapy intervention and, m and mediation were not working. That's when she turned to cannabis. The change was almost immediate. Within 10 days of starting cannabis therapy, Mark became verbal, she recalled. The first words helped overcome a fear of going to bed. He was able to tell me, she said, it's too dark in there. It was too, it's too dark in here, I'm scared. And that led to other breakthroughs. To wait six years to hear your son say, I love you, Mom, Elizabeth said. It was something I always knew. I knew that he loved me. But to hear him say it was great. It was a great feeling. Mark's doctor, Benjamin Kaplan, is one of only a handful of doctors able to prescribe cannabis to children in Massachusetts. He said this really can open up new worlds. These children are in there, Kaplan says. It's not like they're not human, but they can't express themselves. Dr. Kaplan said there has been a stigma around cannabis as medical treatment that goes back decades. It's been pulled from the education system, so doctors aren't taught about it. They don't know how to use it. Most prescriptions are a mix of uh, cannabinoids, THC, and CBD. And unlike other medicines, they are all natural. We can change their neurochemistry, said Kaplan the chemistry in their brains so they can feel and communicate a little bit more like people who aren't suffering from autism. But for the real progress to be made, Kaplan believes the negativity that surrounds cannabis needs to end. It's your child on Z is your child on Zoloft? Is your child on Adderall? Are we not calling those drugs? I think the judgment is in the eye of the beholder. As for Elizabeth, the results with Mark have given their family a bright future. We do what works. You, we do what works for our family. Nobody really knows his story, and nobody knows the challenges and battles that we've been through. What do you think, Pally Pal? Um, it really spoke to me because, um, yeah, I'm I'm uh, uh, on the old, I'm a little older than you too. Where it's I remember the whole the whole push, the anti weed push, the whole uh, gateway drug. Obviously, a lot of that's the conversation is changing now. And I've talked about this several times, but um, I remember when there was a big, um, uh, well, I should say it wrong. Me and my wife had a, a lot of conversations about not wanting to expose my son to any anything that we weren't sure if he could explain to us how he felt. And so we were hesitant to give him any any sort of medication. 
which is something that mm-hmm. I would consider now a, probably a mistake, and I probably should have, um, you know, let him, uh, uh, we should, should have started at least the sleeping stuff, the melatonin earlier. I know I've talked about this before, but if I had to do it again, I would try a few different drugs to at least moderate his behavior because he also had the violent behavior. would put his head through a glass window one time. He'd put his head through the wall. Um, you'd like that, mm-hmm. you know, that the Glasgow kiss where he'd really just headbutt stuff really hard and hurt himself and break stuff and and sometimes do it to us you know and uh yeah so it's it's anything you can do to help out your your kid i i I would lean in hindsight on the side of uh of doing it of trying to to uh to 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 to, to try cannabis medication yeah thc you're not handing them joints i'm sure it's some sort of liquid thing and so yeah what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I think that it, they they had a a little video accompaniment to this. Um, CBS News Boston uh, Hughes is the author. If you want to look it up, and uh, they're using a tincture, which is like droplets. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I I I use cannabis probably twice a month. Um, I can tell you it's a very mild drug. You know, you don't wake up with a hangover, that's for sure. Um, but it affects, I know that it affects different people differently. Mm. It uh, makes me very sleepy and non-communicative. And I have friends that it opens them up. It makes them want to like clean the house and talk to people and like write music and I just want to watch TV and really think about <laughs> what's happening, <laughs> you know. So it's it's definitely everyone's brain chemistry is very different. Yeah, That's but I would sure. definitely say if you're gonna try Lexapro and you're gonna try some of these other things, I would say I would I would consider this milder than than something mood altering. It's or definitely milder. I've I've taken a lot of the, I've definitely taken Adderall. I've taken other drugs, drugs before. And you feel like it's, Adderall is speed. It is straight up speed. That's what bikers would sell you in the 80s. And it's, you feel like you're on a drug. Cannabis is, definitely feels, I mean, there are, Everything is, there are different variations of everything, and, but at its base, it is a natural, it's a plant, so, you know, it's not made, a lot, I mean, it's helped in a lab, but the, the, the base of it is not made, the root of it, you know. Send us your notes about this. I know uh, I get notes about this from time to time of different people have tried this. And if you have and you're curious or not curious, if you're interested in sharing what your personal experience is with this with your with your family as it relates to autism, Mm -hmm. would be very interested. uh, Mm -hmm. Autistic podcast at Gmail dot com or you can email me Kirk Smith at Gmail dot com. I'm still picking up emails for my tour dates on land. Woo. Uh, Graham, did we do it? You want to drop yeah, your uh, social media? I'm at Mr. Graham K on Instagram and Twitter. Um, try and stick with that handle for a little while. Who knows? <laughs> Two or three weeks. 
Maybe, maybe one day I'll become uh, a doctor or a duke or a sheriff, and I'll have to change it. But I'm going to try and keep, uh, keep the Mr. Graham K handle. Uh, I'm going to be traveling all over the place with my pal Nate Bergazzi, opening for him on his uh, Rain Check tour, theater tour. And uh, you can find tickets to that at grahamk.com. That's at grahamk.com. And where I'm going to be traveling to on that tour is Reading, Pennsylvania, Durham, North Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia, Augusta, Georgia, Birmingham, Alabama, Knoxville, Tennessee, Charleston, West Virginia. That's what WV is, right? I'm going to Charlotte. You got it. Uh, North Carolina. Then I'm going to London, Ontario, Toronto, Tirana, Ontario, Buffalo, New York, Syracuse, New York, Vancouver, B.C., Spokane, Washington, um, Bellingham, Washington, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Regina, Saskatchewan, where I went to high school for two years at a boot camp and have bad memories of. And then I'm going to <laughs> Alberta and Calgary. Come see me. Um, I'm also going to be doing my own dates. I'm trying to get to Vancouver um, and Toronto on my own dates in Canada, obviously. And I've got a couple other ones coming up. You can check out. I'm gonna OKC. I know that at some point. On hey, my own. Let me bend. Um, yeah, that's right. That's right. Big money, grandma. Um, but that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. I do want to plug uh, a couple shows. Uh, I will be at the Eastern Illinois Autism. They're doing an autism convention. Eastern Illinois University. I will be doing on the. March 31st, there is an event. If you are in Illinois, it's the university's having me come out there to uh, perform for a, an autism group, which I do from time to time. Um, if you're in that area, come on down. It'll be fun. I think there's a few tickets still available. And then I'm at the Zanies in Chicago, I think, uh, Wednesday, March 30th. Um, one night. I'll just pop it into a quick little set because I'm already down in Chicago. All right, that's it. Have a great week, guys. You can do it. Yeah, did you say that you, you just uh, tuned out? Did you say you can do it? <laughs>